Listener Production. There will be a hybrid solar eclipse on April 20 and from anywhere in Australia or the North Island of New Zealand, you will be able to see at least part of it. But if you're living in the towns of Exmouth or Ningaloo in Western Australia or parts of Timor-Leste, West Papua, Micronesia or the Marshall Islands, it's going to take place directly over your head. I'm Matthew Aegis and today I'm shining a light on eclipses. What are they? When do they happen and why? Eclipses have captivated humans for millennia. There's something strange and captivating about the passage of celestial bodies blocking light from a nearby star. The Neolithic inhabitants of Ireland might have made the very first record of an eclipse event. The Low Crew Cairns, also known spectacularly as the Hills of the Witch, are an ancient Irish burial site northwest of Dublin, not unlike Stonehenge in England. And on these large stone monuments are carvings of swirls, spirals, and other shapes, which archaeologists think suggest a recording of an eclipse in 3040 BCE, over 5,000 years ago. Many ancient records and oral histories describe eclipse events. In Australian Aboriginal cultures, the sun is often considered female and the moon male with one chasing the other across the sky. In ancient China, the belief was that solar eclipses were caused by dragons eating the sun. In fact, early scientists in cultures around the world deduced that eclipses took place in patterns, often occurring in similar ways over periods of time. It was a pre-Babylonian society called the Chaldeans who were considered the first culture to identify, record, and calculate repeat eclipse patterns, which spread then to other ancient societies and, today, we know it as the Saros Cycle. This is a period of 6,585 and a bit days used to predict exactly when and where solar and lunar eclipses will occur. However, it's that bit, which is a third of a day, that means the repeat eclipse every 18 years is a third of an Earth turn further west. So, in 2041, on April 30, the same eclipse trajectory that we're seeing this week will start on the coast of Argentina, cross Africa, and conclude in the Indian Ocean. Those living off the Madagascar coast will therefore get to witness two eclipses in that 18-year cycle, but unfortunately for the rest of us, we'll need to wait until 2077 to see the same transit pattern over our skies. Eclipses actually occur surprisingly often, roughly every half year, during what are called eclipse seasons. Why? Well, let's start at the beginning. The Earth orbits the Sun every 365 and a bit days. While this is happening, the Moon rotates around the Earth. But the Moon doesn't orbit exactly in line with Earth's orbit around the Sun. It actually orbits at an angle of about 5 degrees relative to this Earth-Sun plane, which is called the ecliptic. So twice a year, for between 34 and 35 days, These bodies all line up in such a way that eclipses will occur somewhere, sometime. But you also need a few key things to come into play to see an eclipse during the season. 
For a solar eclipse, where the moon comes between the sun and earth, you need to be standing somewhere within a viewing range of an incredibly narrow shadow path, which is less than 100 kilometres wide, to see the moon completely cover the sun. Otherwise, you'll see only a partial view of the crossover. A total solar eclipse will happen every 18 months or so, and partial solar eclipses make up the rest. In some cases, there could be five a year. If you're around 5,000 kilometres either side of that band, you should still be able to see a partial eclipse. Pardon the pun, but it's all a matter of your perspective. A lunar eclipse, which is where the Earth comes between the Sun and Moon, is a little easier to see. At least half of the planet can see these take place, but it also needs to be at night time and not cloudy to ensure the Earth's dark side is blocking light to the lunar surface. You've probably heard that the Ningaloo eclipse, which is taking place on April 20th, is a little bit different to other solar eclipses. To learn what that difference is, though, we'll have to jump a little deeper into our eclipse types. The solar eclipse that will take place over the west coast of Australia is what's called a hybrid eclipse. That means it will start off as an annular eclipse and change into a total eclipse as it passes over the Indian Ocean. Wait, hold on. There's more than one type of solar eclipse? Absolutely. So we know a solar eclipse occurs when the moon passes between the Earth and Sun, blocking light from reaching certain points of our surface. So far, so good. Let's take that explanation a little further. A total solar eclipse completely blocks the Sun along a particular path on Earth. One of those paths will cross Ningaloo on April 20. A person in this spot would be bathed in darkness for about one minute at 11.30 in the morning when the moon passes entirely in front of the sun. For this brief moment, only the sun's corona will be visible as a haze of light radiates from behind the moon. Now, an annular solar eclipse is very, very similar to a total one, but it's all about the moon's distance. Annular solar eclipses occur when the moon is at its furthest extremes in distance from the Earth, This is often because the moon doesn't orbit our planet in a perfect circle. In fact, it varies about 40,000 kilometres from its perigee, its closest point, and apogee, its farthest. You can simulate this at home. Take a small object like a ping pong ball or a scrunched up piece of alfoil about four centimetres wide. Turn your bedroom lights off and put a desk lamp on. Now, close one eye and put the ball in front of the other, between your eye and the lamp. You should be able to alter the distance so that you can block the light from reaching your eye entirely. This is a bit like a total solar eclipse. Beyond the ball, you should see a haze of lamplight. Now, very slowly, move the ball towards the lamp. As you do, you'll see a ring of light appear around the ball. This is like an annular eclipse which is sometimes called a ring of fire eclipse. When the moon, your ball, is at or near its furthest point from us, from our perspective here on Earth, it doesn't quite block the full view of the sun. We see the black silhouette of the moon atop the sun with a fiery outline. Now, because a tiny part of the sun is visible here, you definitely can't look directly at this event taking place. We'll get to eclipse safety in a second. 
So why is the April 20 Ningaloo eclipse so special? An eclipse that's both total and annular occurs every so often. There will be seven in total this century, and we call these hybrids. That's what's happening over Ningaloo. How special are they? Well, that really depends, again, on your perspective. Hybrid eclipses begin and end as annular solar eclipses, our ring of fire, but for the most part, they appear as total eclipses. Now, unless you're an astronomically-minded fish in the South Indian Ocean, you won't see this one in an annular phase. The annular phase will start just north of the French Southern and Antarctic lands. Population, 150, before transitioning to total early along its journey towards Australia. The next hybrid is due to take place across the Pacific Ocean in 2031, which is going to be good news for people in Panama, but otherwise only witnessable by a select few Pacific Island inhabitants. The thing is, you'll never be able to witness a hybrid eclipse transition from its annular to its total eclipse state without a very well fueled French Concorde jet flying for thousands of kilometres in line with that eclipse's transition. Probably not worth it then, hey? The last word for all you eclipse chasers is the safety first message. It's boring, I know. But the only truly safe time that a person can directly look at a solar eclipse is the briefest moment that the moon completely blocks out the sun and there's no light hitting where you're standing. Any other time and you run the risk of quite literally, staring at the sun. There are, however, some viewing accessories that you can use, like special eclipse glasses, which are many thousands of times darker than your average set of sunnies. These need to also comply, however, with an international standard, so make sure you're buying the right ones. You should also never watch an eclipse through a camera, binoculars, a telescope lens, or even a mirror, even if you're wearing eclipse glasses. As the concentrated light beams coming off those reflections are strong enough to burn through the filter and cause eye injury. For the latest in science news, don't forget to check out the Science Briefing, also available here on the Listener app. And head to cosmosmagazine.com for more science and more eclipse news just like this. Otherwise, we'll be back again next time for another Huh? Science Explained.